What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Building Code. I'm Zach Watovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Charlie, it's so good to see you. It is fantastic to be back. I know uh, we have been releasing episodes, but a little insider baseball. We actually record quite a few of these at once and then release them out for the next couple of weeks or month. Uh, so the last time I was in the studio was actually back in November. Man. And I believe this episode is getting released in February. So a few months. Yeah. Uh, time off. So it feels great to be back. I'm very excited to be in the studio with my BT best bud, Zach Watovich. That's right. It's good to see you back. Courtney filled in and she will continue to probably jump on and make us look bad in front yeah. of all of our customers and listeners out there. But we're going to do our best to hold it down today. Okay. And to bring you back, we've got quite the guest. Oh, Zach, who do we have? Nick Schiffer. You're kidding. You're kidding. Nick Schiffer, he's a, literally a construction legend. He is. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I get a little starstruck. I saw his name on the, uh, I don't know, we call him call sheet or schedule or whatever. Yep. And I was like, okay, I better put on the quarter zip yeah, today. Get the Patagonia sure. going. Yeah, got the you got to look nice. On. Yeah, this is a big time uh, interview, big time episode. And for a big time reason. You want to preview just a little bit, Zach? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're here to talk a little bit about IBS, the big event in construction. We're really excited about it. Nick is going to be down there on a panel talking with our CEO, Dan Houghton, discussing things like the labor shortage in the construction industry. Nick is one of the most impressive individuals that I've had the pleasure of meeting. He's just so naturally curious and he's always learning. And every time I run into him, I just, I learn so much because of his worldview and he's just a visionary. So let's let, let's let have us stop talking and let's yeah, get him in. Don't want to steal his thunder. Here we go. Nick Schiffer, the man, the myth, the legend on the Mount Rushmore of the Building Code. Five timer. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good, man. Ten out of ten. How are you? Fant ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. I love the energy. That was that was what you taught us earlier, and you are consistent on the ten out of ten. You gotta Nick. be. Yeah. That's right. And for those that don't know you, you also are a podcast veteran. You got your own podcast, The Modern Craftsman. And so yeah. I'm really excited because you're going to teach us a thing or two. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, I'm taking notes this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, for those that have not been fortunate enough to hear your first four um, on the building code, would love if you just do a real quick intro, uh, who you sure. are, where you come from, and kind of how you got to where you're at right now. Yeah, my name is Nick Schiffer, uh, owner of NS Builders, uh, Material Millwork, also Motif Media. Um, custom home builder uh, here in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, we are a team of craftsmen and craftswomen, supers, project managers, carpenters, cabinet makers, uh, and creatives in the media side of what we do. Um, been in business for 10 plus years and have used the last decade to not only hone our skills in home building, but also promote and share it through things like the podcast and as well as our YouTube channel and other social media channels. Amazing. Amazing. All your content is so incredible, thoughtful. I learn a lot when I watch it. You, you know, you're an inspiration to media moguls out there as well as builders. And, uh, we wanted to bring you on today to talk about a few different things. I feel like we're probably going to get, you know, warning to the listeners. We're going to get to a lot of yeah. different topics. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. Strap it. Yeah. Just Listen, I, buckle I, up. I can talk, so I, I yeah. can take a hard left real quick. So buckle in. But we always like to, you know, talk a little bit about your business. And you mentioned that you've got materia mill work and, you know, all yeah. the things that go with it. Like as an entrepreneur, is this kind of what you expected? Did you expect to have two, three businesses or is this something that just kind of happened as you, you know, 
grew in the construction industry? I think it ha- I mean, I know it happened. Um, when I, when I left my, you know, quote unquote corporate job, when I was working for a commercial contractor doing high rise, uh, I started my company with the intent to be a carpenter and be a carpenter for a really long time and maybe have a handful of guys. Um, it wasn't until year two or three that I really started thinking about the bit it as a business um, and really starting building it as a business. Right. So I think what happened was that, you know, over time I started uh, hiring people and bringing team members on and realizing that they had a lot of value. And, you know, Ken, for example, with material millwork, you know, he came on as a cabinet maker and, you know, eventually now or now fast forward he's a partner in that company and a lot of that has to do with the value that he brought and what what he you know wanted in his life and i wanted to be a part of that and help support it uh and give him ownership of of the millwork shop and you know and he's doing a great job and same thing with doug you know doug came in as a videographer we went to college together i started hiring him like cnm to to film my stuff because i wanted content and fast forward, you know, he I wanted him to have the autonomy to to work with other great clients, and we founded Motif Media. Um, and the podcast kind of just evolved out of you know thin air, almost quite literally, uh, and that has just grown into you know a, a center hub of information with my Tyler and myself as equal partners. Um, so no, I didn't go into this thinking that I would have a number of different businesses. Um, I think like a lot of people that are listening to this and a lot of people nowadays, we, you know, I've been heavily influenced by everything that's around me. Um, you know, social media has been a, a great tool to, you know, for that. Uh, and I would attribute a lot of that influence to where I am today. I love that. And what I love about how you phrased that um, is just giving the the nod and credit to a lot of the people that have came along with you on this journey. Um, that's one of the things that we're going to get to later in this episode is not just retaining top talent, but being able to find those those special people and hiring top talent, growing them, and in your case, growing them into major parts, if not leads, of your your different companies that you have. So that that's a really cool way of looking at things and something I'm excited to hear more about your process. Um throughout kind of that journey. Uh, but the reason that we wanted to have you on today um, is you are, this is kind of our IBS preview show. So we try to do one of these every year as we're gearing up for the International Builder Show, which is always a good time. Are you fired up? I mean, if you're a 10 out of 10 today, what are you on IBS day? Oh, man, uh, I probably start a 10 and then I probably end a nine and a half because my feet hurt. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I've actually recommended this every podcast pre IBS uh, is that you got to wear comfortable shoes. Get the dad shoes out. New Balance, Asics. I mean, it's it's legit. Like you do a lot of walking. Um, But no, I'm pumped up. I I actually didn't uh, get to go last year for a very good reason. We had um, a a baby at that time. Um, And, you know, I'm excited to go back this year. You know, truthfully, I go there for, you know, the FaceTime with people like you guys, like being able to sit, you know, in the same room and chat live. That That's what I find most valuable. And anyone that, you know, reaches out and asks if they should go, I'm like, yeah, this is the opportunity to connect with all of these people that you're probably chatting with online and, and, and through social media. 
um, you know, or through vendors or, 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 you know, other contractors, this is an opportunity to be in one, one place and have kind of a, you know, we'll call it more intimate opportunity to, to network. You know, we had Brad Levitt on the podcast as well, uh, talking about IBS. He said the exact same thing, you know, and we yeah. had a really great conversation about the builder community and how there aren't as many opportunities to have that in construction. And this is kind of the, yeah. the Mecca of getting a bunch of contractors in one city and I've seen it on the floor. So if you've never been, uh, it is kind of magical. It's a lot of shock and awe, but it's also a lot of yeah. great conversations and smiling and laughing, having a drink and uh, a lot of great learning. We're also having you on a panel with our CEO, Dan Houghton, to talk a little bit yeah. about uh, some, some things in the construction space. I'm going to give our listeners a little sneak peek about maybe what the topics you'll be addressing with Dan. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are number one, it's going to be about hiring and retaining uh, top talent. Um, and I think that, you know, that's something speaking of Brad Levitt, that's something him and I chat a lot about, uh, not only at our event, but offline, I was chatting with him earlier today. Uh, and we're always talking about people, um, you know, and I think, over the decade of, of doing this, I've thought a lot about the people that I've had on my team, people that I've lost, people that I've let go, and people that I've hired and retained, and thought a lot about what, you know, what worked and what didn't. Um, naturally, I think I think I probably spend more time thinking about things that don't work because I want to improve, you know, those systems. And, you know, really what it came down to is exactly what I just said, systems, like understanding, you know, like setting setting expectations um, and, you know, being really upfront about what the expectations are with someone's role specifically, as simple as having a, a formalized job description. I spent years not having that or having a half-assed one. And finally, you know, you know, just last year, I took the time and wrote out every single job description and even like linked them as a career path for someone that came in as a, a, an apprentice and wanted to work their way up to a director. And, you know, when I did that, I and we were going through the hiring process, we realized, you know, how valuable it was because people were responding like, wow, this is amazing to see like the opportunity of growth within the business. Um, I'm going to stop there because I could, I'm not, I don't want to give away the entire panel. Um, but it really like, that's really what it comes down to is, is under, you know, being really upfront with your expectations. Yeah. I love that. I, uh, I, let me, add, let me add to this and I'm going to share this might be corny, but I'm just going to share it anyway. Let her rip. I'm going to do a bad job. I'm, I'm going to do a bad job in paraphrasing here, but I heard a quote yesterday and it was talking about, um, not clearly setting expectations is essentially predetermined resentment mm. and i heard that and i'm like wow i'm like that that's super someone's going to correct me like that's not that's not the quote but that was the premise of the quote basically like when you don't communicate your expectations you're 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 it's pre i'm sorry premeditated resentment meaning like you tell someone to do something and you don't give them all the information you watch them do it and you know they're going to fail and then they fail and you look at them and then you then you go into resentment and, you know, and I, and I reflected on that quite a bit and I realized like, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to hiring and, and, you know, building a good business is you really need to be upfront with those expectations. And to your point, defining those expectations and writing them down, even take time, mm -hmm. effort, energy. And it feels like work, like a work, a lot of work to kind of, yeah. but what do you get on the other side 
which is the right fit. It's yeah. All the things that come with that. I think generally speaking, that, that is the most difficult part of, of business is that there are these things that you know are valuable and you can say that, Hey, if I do this now in a year, two years, three years, whatever, it will be much bigger and even better. But it's that first step of doing it's like going to the gym, right? Like you go to the gym once you feel great, but like you don't see any results. You're not going to see results for, you know, a year or, or six months or something like that. But getting like going and just being super disciplined and going every single day with with the understanding that you're not seeing any results for a very long time. And, tr- and frankly, in six months, it's going to be such a slow progression that you won't even notice unless you have a before photo. Right. And that's really what, you know, that's what it comes down to. Like, it's very similar to business. And right now we're going through this process of documenting like every one of our processes, taking the time to really be thorough about what we do, because we realize that we're spending so much time, you know, when we hire someone new, it's like, hey, how do I request time off? It's like, sure, let me show you. And then 20 minutes later, they understand it. And then I hire someone else. It's like, hey, how do I request time off? 20 minutes later, they now, it's like, why, why wouldn't I just record a video and add it to an, an internal document? So when someone re- asks me that, I can just refer them to that document. And then they're like, oh, everything's here. I'm just going to look in here when I have a question. Saves me 20 minutes per hire. It's, you know, it compounds. And, and again, it doesn't feel like you're saving a lot of time in that very moment. But over time, you know, you document this stuff, you share this stuff, you're, you're, you're setting these expectations. It's, you know, you're building essentially the, the, the the code of like hey this is how we operate the business it it adds a lot of value to to the not even just the bottom line but my time and my team's time well and even just for them they're going to be a lot more confident going into their situations about what to do you've talked about that a lot in my time with you about Mm -hmm. sops and the value it's like not even just of course having it on paper is beneficial but it's also like the guy's come to work more productive right because they know exactly what to do in every situation yeah yeah i mean i I, there's so many things that we've implemented in the last few years and and um the most talked about one is our handbook and you know finally i just sat down and worked with a lawyer and put together a handbook and and with all this information in it and it's funny because now (laughs) like we had a, a holiday recently where my team informed me that we had the day off. And I was like, what? Oh, and they were like, yeah, we, it's, it's in the handbook. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is. I, I would have just worked. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, but, but they didn't ask me, they didn't like, Hey, do we have this day off? They referred to the handbook and cause they knew that that document, you know, was there and it was available to them and it had the information they, they needed. Um, and, and that, you know, truthfully like that, that, is valuable to me. Like it real, I realized that we've done a good job where we put this information in a place that it's not just this, you know, floating word document in space. It's, you know, it's a document that they, they refer, they reference, you know, often. Yeah. I think, uh, it, it's a compounding effect of not just making your life easier, your business better, but I think a lot can be said. I love the your quote that you started that out on. A lot can be said for just the impact that clarity and expectations have on mm-hmm. a, a worker's day-to-day. Like when you know exactly mm-hmm. what you need to do, how you're going to be measured for it, what's expected of you. Like there's nothing worse than living in an ambiguous world where you don't know if you're doing a good job right. or not. And and I can... Well, there's that... 
I think Google does this freedom vacation policy and we actually implemented it, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And I end up reading an article about how the fact, how the freedom vacation policy is actually worse for an employee because they don't know what is an appropriate amount of time to take off. So they don't take time off. Right. And it, you know, and it was super interesting where I asked my team, they're like, yeah, we would actually rather know how much time we have rather than just, you know, an, an unlimited amount. I'll of let time. you decide. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't know. Am I allowed to take a week or right. two? Can I take six weeks? And, you know, so people, people like having some, some sort of guardrail to, to stay within. So they know, you know, that they're headed down the right path. And, you know, what you just said, KPIs, like knowing how they're being measured, you know, it, that's something that, you know, we continue to improve on and realize that, if I'm doing a job and I'm, and I can see like my performance and know how I'm being graded, you know, then the sky's the limit, right? Like if someone says, Hey, we're going to pay you based on your output. Great. I have autonomy on how much money I make based on my output. And I can see that it's like, Hey, I'm doing a good job. So I know that I, I'm, I can increase my output and make more money. Do you guys do, and this is kind of a timely question because I have mine tomorrow, actually. Do you guys ha do annual reviews? Or I'll be it, there, just so you know. You're coming to yeah. an annual review? Uh-oh. Just going to barge so in. So will I. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there, too. Yeah. Like we have feedback. <laughs> I would love uh, that. Yeah, we do, we do biannual. So we, we, we structured it where we touch base uh, in the middle of the year and, and at the end of the year. Um, you know, it's an evolving thing. I, I try to be... Like I definitely sit down with them, everyone, one-on-one -on -one for an, at least an hour or twice a year. But this year I want to be more structured and have, you know, be able to like, I'd love to be in a position where we're measuring their, their performance, you know, in a kind of an automated fashion where we can like spit out a, 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 a you know, essentially a review and be like, hey, this is how you're doing. Like, this is how your project's doing. This is what you're directly tied to in terms of like the, the success of it. And here are the areas that I think you can improve. Here's how we, well, here's what we should work on together. Here's what you should work on. And, and then of course I use that time to, you know, Hey, am I, am I a good leader? Am I providing you the information that you need to, to be able to provide, um, or to be able to be successful? Well, that, that I've actually have talked to builders about this quite a bit. Um, what was the reaction of your team when you started to implement some of these more formalized structures because so you said you went through kind of a journey and you're still kind of actively working on it now it's part of your culture but what was the change management like in order to get to that point that's a difficult question <laughs> um, <You're> great <laughs> it, yeah it's it it was met with positive and negative feedback yeah just to be just to be super honest like um you know truthfully lost some people in that change. Uh, they, you know, they didn't see the value in formalizing this stuff. Um, you know, and, and, and frankly, that was really difficult because I was try like going into it thinking that, Hey, here's an opportunity. I can help them get better. Here's like, let's sit down and talk about this. Let's get better. And, you know, and I, I think about it constantly like, Hey, did I approach that wrong? Did, you know, was that per like, should that person still be here? Um, but then I'm, I meet that thought with, you know, no, like everything, you know, it was time for them to move on. Right. Um, it was time for them to take another step and, you know, ultimately I like it's, 
I'm in that driver's seat in terms of how I want to build this business and build this culture. And if I see value in that and someone else doesn't, ultimately that's a misalignment. And a misalignment means that, you know, maybe like we, we need to part ways, right? Um, the positive side of it was, you know, the, the positive feedback was that, hey, this is great. I get to see how my performance is. Um, I, it's, it's, I have a little bit more understanding and it's not such a surprise. You know, we're, we're certainly not there yet you know, in terms of like having it dialed, you know, my, my goal is to have it completely transparent on an employee side where they're watching their performance and they, they're, you know, I would love to be in a position where they have essentially access to knowing what exactly, you know, what their, their annual bonus could be instead of having it met with, you know, a calculation and a motive uh, and an emotional decision at the end of the year. And that's super, you know, it's, it's a lot of work in terms of how we're measuring it because there are certain things that might be out of their control and how do I factor that? So. Yeah, it is a tough question and it kind of ties into the retention conversation about how do you retain employees? And I think there is that when you're hearing these types of uh, best practices of running a business, not even just a construction business, because we do a lot of this kind of stuff too, even in my own department, we've lost people too that they didn't mm -hmm. understand it. And that's tough. It's like, these are people I had really close yeah. relationships with. You have a vision of where you want to go and there's a risk. Change yeah. means that it's not going to be what it was, but it's something new. I mean, that that's where there's going to be interpretation is if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, so I'm curious, you know, with as far as like, now that you're in this transition and it is part of your culture, it's not as much of a problem and it's totally worth it. What is your view on kind of like the retention element of employee benefits? Uh, and running kind of a, um, you know, a, an operation that is, you know, about employee engagement as much as about the product that you're giving to your customers. Yeah, I think that ultimately it comes down to, you know, having full alignment with everyone, um, you know, and, and being in a position where you feel as though that I feel as though I've communicated what our, our goals are, this is where the, I, I want to bring the company and have and taking the opportunity to sit down and making sure that other people are aligned with that goal. Like, hey, this is what I want to be doing. And that might change. It, it certainly has over the last 10 years. Like I've changed what that goal looks like. And and I try to be upfront about that and communicate that um, and, you know, and share appreciation for everyone that is involved. Uh, and then just ask, making sure that, that hey, like, is, are your goals aligned with what my goals are? Um, and, you know, and if they are, then, you know, how can we work together to achieve that together? Um, so I think that, you know, from a, a retention standpoint, you know, I think it, it really is a matter of making sure that everyone has a common goal, um, and, and ultimately really believes in what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I think that when someone challenges what is trying to be accomplished or, doesn't fully understand or, or see why that would be the goal. Um, it, it, it's typically a sign of misalignment. And I, yeah, I think a lot of that and why I love talking to you, I always get so much out of these podcast interviews. We need to have them earlier in the day. So I'm fired up for the rest of the day, as opposed to having them at the end of the day, like a 7am, like rather than a gym run. Yeah. We're doing a podcast, a cup, cup of coffee, yeah. a podcast with uh, Schiffer. That'd be great. Yeah, well, God, 
like how about five five a <laughs> yeah just, let's do it like just, uh, just get up quick quick ice bath you the know, marketing right, team loves when we brainstorm live you know wow. it's like come up with like oh what about like a 4 30 what do you guys think should we yeah no they're, <laughs> we they're out a couple ice baths in this yeah we need recovery and, room yeah yeah what yeah, I was going to go to, though, is I just love the growth mindset that you have. And I think a lot of the guests that we have on here, luckily, yeah, we're fortunate enough to talk to people that, that operate in this mindset of change is uncomfortable. It's going to be really hard. You may take a step backwards mm -hmm. to ultimately go two steps forward. And I think a lot of the things that, you know, COVID kind of forced people to do is that forced change. And people started understanding, OK, yeah. we can continue to operate. We can continue to iterate. We can get more and more productive. Um, and hearing you talk just yeah. firsthand, it's, it's clear that that's the space that you want to operate in. But it's tough because a lot of times things have worked pretty well for a really long time and pretty well is good enough for a lot of people. So I think that there's yeah. a disconnect oftentimes of like, why do I need change? Why do I need to do these expectations? And why do I need to do all these different processes if it's working? Well, it's, it can work better. Yeah. Believe it or not. Well, I mean, I'll meet that with a couple of things. I think that change isn't necessary for everyone. I think, you know, the reality, like it's when people ask me, like, why should I be on social media? It's like, well, if you want to grow, I don't want to grow my business. I'm like, then why are you asking me the question? Yeah. If you're Google, if you're cool, like if you're coasting your plateau, like, and you're super comfy, don't, don't change anything. You don't have to change anything. Like, why, if you're, if you're maintaining, why would you change? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like if you maintain a perfect weight and then all of a sudden it's like, I got to cut calories. It's like, why? You're going to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I just don't want to gain weight. It's like, you're not gaining weight. You're not you're gaining maintaining. weight. <laughs> and, you know, but I think from, you know, you're absolutely right. Change is super uncomfortable. And I think that this industry is very challenging for a lot of ways. It's very stressful. And change is what, you know, it, it can cripple people, you know, and I've had crippling, you know, I don't, I don't want to say crippling anxiety, but I've had crippling thoughts of like, man, this is so hard. Like this shouldn't be this hard. Like, why am I going through this? And, you know, and oftentimes I'm, I'm, you know, telling someone, Hey, my day is 10 out of 10, because even if I'm, even if I'm struggling, I'm not going to, why would I communicate out loud and convince myself that my day is any, any less good than it, than it is. Cause if I, and if I say it out loud, it's, it's a reminder that today is good. And, and there is good within it. And, you know, and I think that with a lot of my decision making, you know, I, I when it's really difficult, I, I remind myself of the risk and and I'll go to the extreme. People are like, well, what if you lose your business? It's like, Man, that would suck. Well, like, what if someone sues you and you lose your house and, you know, and you like you lose everything? It's like, oh, yeah, that would suck in your car. It's like, yeah, that would suck. It's like, what are you going to do? It's like, I'd probably move in with my in-laws or, or my friends or my parents or, or, or I, I have no idea, but ultimately like, yeah, all of this could ruin me. I could start from zero. I could start from negative zero, like negative whatever, and have to redo all this because I've made a bad decision. But at the end of the day, I'm like, not to get super like, you know, sentimental, I'm alive and I still have opportunity in front of me. And I'm, I, I and and I don't ever want to get to that point, right? I'm going to do everything in my power to prevent that. And I think that in the challenging times, that's exactly what's happening is it's like life is challenging me where it's like, hey, this is really hard. You, you're, this is going to suck. And you, if you can do a couple things. You can give up 
which is totally fine. Like, I want to be upfront about that. I'm not this, like, you can't give up, never give, like, there's times where it makes sense to give up or it's just like, you gotta, you gotta stop because it's just not right anymore. And it's truly just not, it's not the best decision for you and, or your family, or it's persevering and, and go through it and, and come out on the other side with, you know, this opportunity to look back and be like, man, that was a lesson learned. And that lesson might be a week, a month, a year, five years, who knows? But ultimately, like, you're always going to have these challenging times and, and you're going to make a decision. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, none of this matters. You know, like the, the business, like in, in the grand scheme of life, like of me living on this planet, you know, that's not it, this doesn't matter. But, you know, for me today, like it does matter and it matters to my family. And like I want to have a great life and a successful career and build a legacy and and provide my 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 family with an amazing life and that's why i choose to persevere and, and push through it and 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 face the challenging times and i just think that people you know we oftentimes make these decisions in fear of worst case scenario and 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 what that does is it stunts someone or it's, you know it, it cripples them into that moment and then they find comfort and like all right, I'm not going to do anything more because right now I have the least amount of stress I've ever had. It's like, great. Like, that's good. Like, I'm not, I don't love, I don't love stress, but I appreciate what it does to me and what it brings to my career and, and what it does to me as a, as a human being. I think that in some of the most stressful times of my life, I've changed my life, you know, personally and professionally and in, in some of the best ways. And it's been a product of being in a, in a tough spot. Well said, Nick. Um, we're oh, we could keep going for another two hours. We better cut off. And you know, obviously, Classic. we're gonna break that sixth, you know, a, you know, a place on the builder on the building code. So you better come back because there's a lot we want to talk about. Um, thank you so much for coming on for our listeners. Nick's gonna be diving into all the things that we we're talking about with Dan on the panel at IBS. Nick, it was a pleasure having you on again. Appreciate you guys. See you in Las Vegas. All right, Charles. We hyped it up. What do you think? Uh, that was incredible. That was. I know uh, we would have we would have got way too long. It was. We were getting into some really cool topics, and if our marketing team takes our, you know, they don't always take our ideas, but this is what <laughs> I like. Let's get it back as soon as possible. Absolutely. No, I I I learned a ton. I knew I was going to going in. I follow him on all the socials, um, listen to his podcast a ton. So I was excited. This is actually my first time ever talking with I him. Know. I know you guys are best friends and hang yeah, out all the text. time. And yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, it was everything, uh, I, I wanted and more. And I, and I, I think it was just, we say this a lot, but the stuff that we talk about on the podcast and the stuff that I learned is just so applicable to our lives, mm -hmm. not just work, but outside of work as well too. And especially the timeliness of this, episode where we're talking about like annual reviews and what are your goals for the next year and what are the expectations and are you are those clearly defined uh because you and i both we have people above us and below us so we can take that and learn a ton of like okay well what am i going to do to make sure everyone that reports to me knows exactly what they need to do to be successful in the next year and also how can i set up myself with my own goals so that my manager my boss my ceo whoever it may be can clearly understand what i'm trying to achieve uh, how I want to achieve it, how I want to live, how I want to work, things like that. So that's what I loved about him is it wasn't just all 
this is what we do at NS Builders. This is what we do at our company. It's like, this is what I do in my life. And this is how I want to live and how I want to succeed and, and how I want to thrive. So yeah, it was a great episode. Um, I wish I was going to IBS this year. I didn't have the heart to tell Nick during the interview, but I will not be there. Um, but maybe you can sneak into the panel and record it for me so I can watch. Yeah, absolutely. I will do my best to replicate the one and only Charlie Bird whistle. <laughs> but if you're going to be in Las Vegas, please come say hello to myself. I'll be in the booth and all of our wonderful Builder Trend employees are there to talk with you. Network, remember, that's one of the best parts is just getting to talk to other people. We'd love to see you down there. For The Building Code, I'm Zach Watovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. We'll catch you next time. Peace.